This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long-term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it. Share it. But most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. And we are doing one of our favorite shows of the year now. Hopefully you enjoyed as much as we do putting it on. But it's the, uh, the, the become an annual Kind of thing that we've done the last couple of years. I guess two makes it annual. <laughs> that's a true statement. Two makes it, if we've done and, two and of that's them. that's over a couple of years, yeah. That, that makes it works. annual. We did it last year. We did it this year, by definition. Okay. I've heard people say first annual before, too. Well, the, it, there's a lot of fact checkers out there these days. I just want to make sure that my facts were correct on that statement that I made. But it's the annual uh, Christmas movie show. I, I really thing. think we've done it four times. Have we? Oh, it's yeah, it's a tradition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. Now. Just post it on Facebook. Post it on Facebook, it's and you pass annual, and it's up to the tradition class. Yes, yes. yes. We're at our annual tradition. Okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, if you're just joining us, we did uh, we did our, our first show on on uh, clips from different movies, and we're going to do some more during the after hours, and then talk about probably a little bit other things as we kind of go through this. That's. The after hours is a lot of fun because it's uh, it's even less scripted, believe it or not, <laughs> than, than the regular show. We about I, ran out of content on the first show, didn't we? We, we were close. That's why we're stretching this out. I, you got to kind of work with me here, work okay? With Tradition. <laughs> Tradition. It's so. Uh, <laughs> I'll go ahead and play a clip because I have one. Yeah. It's I'll play a clip from uh, uh, the movie The Grinch. And, and honestly, when I first saw this movie, wasn't a big fan. I, I was a big Jim Carrey fan, and for whatever reason, this movie just irritated me. But the more that I've seen it, and the more that I've really processed some of what it's saying, it really just makes me laugh. And so this is a, one we've used in the past for in another context, but this was one of the clips that really made me think about something specific at Christmas, and, and especially me, not as much this year, but in past years. And so when I play this, and what's happened is, the Grinch, played by Jim Carrey, has been invited by the Who's down to their annual hubilation or whatever it is. <laughs> it's something like that. <laughs> I, think, I think that's what it is. I think that's fake news right there. <laughs> it, it was Mary Lou. Mary Lou. It wasn't the whole family. Yeah, but she invited him to the yeah. hubilation okay. thing. Yeah. It was the hubilation. We're going to yeah. hubilation. And so he's, he's, he's processing... He's processing that Who? that invitation. <laughs> Who? Who? Exactly. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So let's go ahead and play it. Now, for those who's inviting me down now on such short notice, even if I wanted to go, my schedule wouldn't allow it. Four o'clock, wallow in self-pity. Four thirty, stare into the abyss. Five o'clock, solve world hunger. Tell no one. Five thirty, jazzercise. 6.30, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. 7 o'clock, wrestle with myself. Loathing. 
I'm booked. Of course, if I bump the loathing to nine, I could still be done in time to lay in bed, stare at the ceiling, and slip slowly into madness. But what would I wear? Jazzercise. Jazzercise. <laughs> yeah, Jim Carrey, he, whether you like him or not, he's talented. He is incredibly talented. But yeah. as I listened to this, and it made me laugh, that was one of the few things I really laughed at the first time I watched it, but I didn't know why. And the more that I thought about it, especially you know this year, with things being different, you know, with COVID and, and not being able to have Christmas parties and the things that you would normally have, corporate Christmas parties, that type of thing. I realized that um, I was usually the Grinch in most past years. You know, that I get invited to stuff, but I'd come up with all these reasons. You know, and even if I really did like the people, <laughs> like a company party or something with you guys, it was really hard to get me to want to go. You know, and I think part of it has to do, as I've kind of thought through it this last week, was, you know, uh, my company um, I'm with has, has put us through a lot of different testing. And, and so one of the tests that they do is, uh, um, you know, Myers-Briggs and a lot of the other tests. And one of them they did uh, rated how far you were on the introvert-extrovert scale. And I'm right at 51 to 49%. I'm 51% extroverted, 49% introverted. And so what it does for me, you know, is these parties really drain me. Mm. As much as I like people, it, I get my my bucket, you know, quoting our friend. Yeah, quoting our, our friend Tom, <laughs> you know, my extrovert bucket gets filled pretty quickly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and so I really found that I just didn't like to go. But what when I did go, man, I would enjoy being around the other people because it really is a joy to talk to people and talk about their story and, learn what's going and so you know i've convinced myself if we when we do come out of this whole thing i'm going to be less grinch like and step more into some of that stuff and say okay i'm going to make myself go even when i don't want to because i i think that there's going to be something really good there you're going to change your schedule my schedule schedule my schedule it sounds like Sean Connery. It I does. mean, it doesn't. Yeah. Jim, you said that. It yeah. sounds like sounds like Jim Carrey doing Sean Connery doing The Grinch <laughs> from Canada. From Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Shut 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 exactly. So, Andy, you have a clip for us. I do. I do. So you want to tell us a little bit about your clip? So uh, I didn't submit one, but uh, we yeah, kind of. Well, uh, yeah, it was a last minute one. But going along with my uh, submission for Thanksgiving, we're going to go with Charlie Brown mm-hmm. and uh, Chuck is trying to figure out what the meaning of Christmas is. And basically Linus, I guess Linus is probably a pastor because he does the <laughs> whole Thanksgiving thing and the tie-in with what, what they were thankful for and all, and then he gives them the meaning of Christmas. So, I think there must be something wrong with me, Linus. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. just don't understand Christmas, I guess. I like getting presents and sending Christmas cards and decorating trees and all that, but I'm still not happy. I always end up feeling depressed. Charlie Brown, you're the only person I know who can take a wonderful season like Christmas and turn it into a problem. Maybe Lucy's right. Of all the Charlie Browns in the world, you're the Charlie Browniest. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. 
and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Wow. I submitted the clip, and I still got something from it. That was awesome. Um, you know, it, it, particularly now, you know, we've always had that problem of missing the season, missing the reason for the season, getting busy with things and not feeling it, you know. But in 2020, I'm sure there's a lot of people even probably more in that situation, you know, what you know, with the way we're going to have to celebrate potentially and, you know, what all's went on. But, you know, regardless of all of that, he still came to this earth to set us free, to give us peace on earth, you know, to um, show us the way to God. And it's, you know, is there's just something that simple in a child cartoon is so set yet so profound in, you know, in this day and age we're in. Andy, we're going to start calling you Linus because <laughs> you bring us back to Scripture every week. It's, I mean, I would mean that as Pastor a compliment. Linus. Pastor he does have a nice blanket. He does, he does. He does. He does. I think you'd get tired of carrying it, but you, you do that. Check his thumb, Jim. Check his thumb. <laughs> I look a little bit more like Charlie Brown, though, I think. Oh, we're all the getting there. there. Yeah, we're, we're all getting there. <laughs> well... I was debating about whether or not to bring this up, but since you guys have brought levity into the situation, my question is, why was the glory low instead of high? Dun, 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 dun. I got nothing. <laughs> Go ahead, Harold. Well, You're you were not there. allowed to ask a question without being able to answer it. Harold, Harold. when the rest of the shepherds were asking the question, what did you ask? okay guys i'm gonna shave my beard so there won't be so much white on me exactly how bright was that star yeah oh we're so mean to you but we love you that's okay i can handle it if you ever come to the studio you'll know there's the chair that we often see you in (laughs) <laughs> because in low, I'm with you even till the end of the <laughs> You know what I'm saying? If, if you were here to see it, it, it sits about two inches off the ground. And for some reason, Harold can finally touch the ground with his legs. <laughs> and then the tallest guy in our group sits in it the rest of the time. Yeah, there you go. He does. And like he is right now, actually. But that's the deal. And lo, I'm with you. That's the only thing I got, Harold. Moving on. Well, you know, you know that. I mean, he really was there. You know, it was, talks about Hark the Herald, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> the Herald Angel. That's a, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> now it makes sense. <laughs> well, mine's just not funny anymore. <laughs> But I, but I think it goes back to the cattle lowing and waking the poor baby. That's pretty good. 
That's pretty good. I'm assuming lowing is like mooing. In Hebrew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we know who can tell us all about that. A <laughs> uh, uh, word, a shirt, or something. <laughs> uh, a dud. I, 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 I resemble that comment. <laughs> there was Porky Pig. Come back at you. Well, I'll go ahead and go to another clip. I, I do have another clip. Just in time. Just in time. Just in time. Um, this, I cheated, actually. We were supposed to get it from a Christmas movie, and although this has Santa Claus and Jack Frost, it's technically not at Christmas time. But it is the movie Rise of the Guardians. And in this conversation, you have Jack Frost, who's uh, like a late teenager in, in the movie, and it's an animated movie, trying to kind of find his purpose, kind of find why he's here. You know, he's, he's heard a lot of bad things about himself, but he doesn't believe them to be true. And so he's trying to find really kind of who he is, right? And so he, he stumbles upon Santa, and Santa has a conversation with him he didn't quite expect. But we're going to go ahead and listen to it. We'll come back and talk about it. Now we get down to tax of breaths. Tax. Who are you, Jack Frost? It's your center. My center? If man and moon chose you to be a guardian, you must have something very special inside. Here, this is how you see me, no? Very big, intimidating. <laughs> but if you get to know me a little, well, go on. You are downright jolly. But not just jolly. I am also mysterious, fearless, and caring and at my center there's a tiny wooden baby look closer what do you see you have big eyes yes big eyes very big because they are full of wonder that is my center it is what i was born with eyes that have always seen the wonder in everything eyes that see lights in the trees and magic in the air what I put into the world and what I protect in children. It is what makes me a guardian. It is my center. What is yours? So I went to this movie reluctantly. It's like, uh, you know, this was a few years back and we went, my sons and I would go to movies. And oh, was this for the group of people? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a small group. A very introverted group of people. Uh, no, it was, <clears throat> it was my sons and I we used to make a habit of going to the movie theater in Kernersville when it was open, and it was always, you know, first-run movies at a very cheap price if you didn't mind setting at a weird angle, you know, <laughs> and a few other things. But it was a great, great theater, and we went, and I didn't really expect much out of it. And then it came on, and it was really, really well done, and it was Hollywood being very Hollywoodese, but there was so much a God story in the midst of it that they had no clue that they were telling. And we got to this scene you know, where you got Santa Claus who, you know, has, has, has in some ways, you know, stolen Christmas from Christ, right? In, in a lot of people's eyes, that you know, the focus is on him and not on, on Christ. And so you got this character that's taking this younger man, Jack Frost, who has been told his whole life he's something he doesn't feel that he is, something very negative, and trying to help him find the truth of the situation, helping him try to find his identity. You know, and so it was very much a clip on identity and saying, okay, before the world took you out, before they told you that you were this person that brings, you know, misery to others, Jack Frost, he brings, you know, cold and misery and all that stuff, right? 
you know, what were you before that? What was a truer thing about you? And the, the whole movie, there's other things going on, but it's about Jack discovering his true identity. And it's really pretty cool. And, and that scene was really powerful to me enough that I couldn't wait for the movie to come out. I really wanted to get that scene because it spoke to my heart of trying to figure out, God, help me continue to discover my center. You know, what things have been stolen from me? When you created me, what did you mean? I, was, I, I know that my parents didn't expect me, <laughs> but I wasn't an accident. You expected me. Right. You know, they didn't at all, but you did. And so you had an intention behind that. And so what is that center? And so it's been a great thing. And it, every time I hear it, it brings me back to that place of, of one, being very grateful to God that he's helped me find a lot of that. But also, God, how much more is there out there that you have for me to discover and help me to find that center that I've lost sight of? Yeah. And it goes right along with, uh, I think we did a show earlier in the year on uh, childlike faith or wonder and he gets into that and that whole wonder is that discovery of who you are that identity of of not being taken out but really finding you we we get taken out when we lose that sense of wonder where we're like okay we're just going through the motions and getting through life instead of saying okay all those things that you put into me as a child and that we're at my center are you gonna? What are you? What are you doing to bring those things out of me to ex, uh, to experience wonder and finding you in that? Yeah, I and mean, when you again go back, as Rodney said to mm-hmm. last week's show on chaos, that the way out of it, out of it from the land of snow globes yep. was to be astonished, right? Mm-hmm. A- and what I've seen this year in the places that I got astonished, I really love that word. It's a really mm-hmm. fun word. Um is some of the things that astonish me the most about God and most about Jesus are because I guess those are things that I get a chance to see, that I get a chance to reflect. And I was really, you know, honestly, the other last week, thinking about friends of mine and what what was their glory and where am I astonished? And I realized that Sam, you know, is... A judge and a judge and you know speaking of hebrews mm-hmm. but not, you know i don't know about low but i know about <laughs> judge <laughs> it means finding the good well he's good heart right that's right and, and you don't have to be around sam long to realize that that is part of his center mm-hmm. he, he is going to try to find something good in in a situation and then focus on that being the truest thing it's 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 really cool mm-hmm. As, and I couldn't help but note that in, in the, that I was astonished as I just went, oh, man, look at that. That is completely my friend. And I really think that it, it's one of the honors of walking with godly people Absolutely. is to f- see their center, their, their glory, and to begin to call it out. And I'm like, Did you, do you know this about yourself? This is really who you are. Well, we had today um, Danny, who's not with us this week, he's recovering from, uh, he'll call it a procedure. <laughs> it was a surgery, but he'll call it a procedure. Uh, but he's recovering from that. But he, he sent us just a tremendous, uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas, Masculine yep. Journey style, right? And it just had us in there as the characters, mm-hmm. and it was so well written. And just, you know, seeing that and saying, man, I want to call out more of that. Yep. I mean, he was so gifted in what he did. You know, he just stood out there as you know something to make us laugh yeah. and something for us to appreciate. But oh my gosh, 
what gifting he has in that area. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that I look forward to us, you know, being able to A, tease him on it, but B, you know, call it out in him you know, and say, wow, let's find more of that. Um, wanted to share one thing about that movie, Rise of the Guardians. I would encourage you, if you haven't seen it, go ahead and get it. It's very family friendly. And I want you to watch for a couple things. What's God trying to say through the movie? And really watch the evil character and how he hates the Guardians, the darkness. The evil character is the darkness. You know, like Hollywood's pretty original there, right? Uh, <clears throat> you know, ooh, the darkness. Because, you know, darkness in scripture, right? And so it's really pretty cool to sit and watch it. If you haven't watched it, it's a great family movie. But really let God speak to you through it with a lot of these other movies as well. And to really show how Jack Frost was called into the place. We have Nat King Cole writing the Christmas song about chestnuts roasting on an open fire. And Jack Frost finished the line, guys. Everybody knows Jack Frost. They do. They do. And if you don't know him from that, you know him from the Santa Claus 3. (laughs) (laughs) There was a Jack Frost character in that. So switching gears a little bit, there's uh, a lot of movies that we showed clips from, or showed played clips from we, we we showed them to us but you guys couldn't see them no we played clips from but what's some of the other movies that are out there because this is just the the tip of the christmas movie iceberg there's so many more you know robbie you you played the the guido gasket thing and it reminds me of the movie scrooged oh of course yeah. you know with bill murray you know and the spin on the very same thing you know and it and it gets back to that whole story and, and how i like to to watch that because it is you know trying to take you back into that better version of you Exactly. It's one of the most amazing character arcs of all time is to take Scrooge in that place that Charles Dickens had him to the place that Scrooge ends up in the end. And so many Christmas stories, movies, whatever, you know, for me personally, you know, there's hardly a night this time of year that I don't do my best to try to watch some Christmas movie. And and it really, because I think for me personally, my heart is always crying out where, like with Mary Lou Who, where are you Christmas? You know, I want that feeling that, that I had as a child that, you know, that, that wonder, that astonishment. And, and so we find it a lot of times in the context of these stories. Is there like a very Barbie Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, it's Barbie and the Blowfish. <laughs> it is. You know, but you're right. There's so many good movies. There's so many good TV shows out there, some classics. You know, Jim, you talked about wanting to watch a, a Christmas story every year. There's there's ones that I watch every year and then some that I forget about that are so good that, you know, you stumble upon them again. But, Andy, you have a take on a movie that people would not consider a Christmas movie. And, no, it's not Die Hard. We did that no, last we year. We did that right? last year. We, we've retired that one. We've retired that one. But tell us about the, the movie that's been on your heart. I mean, mm-hmm. above the um, Charlie Brown, we'll call yeah. it, the mm-hmm. Charlie Brown special, right? Above that, there was one even deeper in yeah. your heart. So um, when we st- when I came into the masculine journey, one of the talks that we do is a larger story. And a lot of times it just helps you get context of really what's going on in this world. You hear the gospel sometimes, but you just take it as the gospel and Jesus came, but really... The story started all the way back in Genesis, um, but and then but the book of John, if you go there, where, where Jesus uh, was in the beginning. But what we don't realize so much or think about is when Jesus came to this earth, when he was born, it was much more like 
D-Day than it is how we put it, peace on earth and goodwill towards men, joy to the world. We those are the those are the output. I mean, those are the things that we we benefit from. But when he came, many children lost their lives. Mm-hmm. He had to flee to Egypt. It was not. It wasn't right on. You know, we make it the manger scene with the, you know, the star and all that. But it it was not that. It was more like. D-Day. What was that and so much more? It was. Yeah. And there's things that we don't see or realize, but when you really think about it, D-Day, Jesus was entering this earth, and he was not welcomed by Satan when he entered this earth. And it's the same way that, you know, the soldiers coming and trying to take the beach at Normandy, they weren't welcome. They were welcome with firepower, you know? They were bullets is what they were welcome with. They were invading enemy territory. A- absolutely. Yeah. And that's what that's what Jesus was. And, I, I, you know, I try to always remember that story at Christmas, not to, I love the peace on earth, goodwill towards men. I love what Jesus has done. But he, he, he came and entered this world, and he was not accepted. Um, and he was attacked and, you know, ultimately gave his life for us. But it just helps me to remember the importance of it, that it wasn't just um, just this nice, pretty time. It was really a – it was resisted. You know, one of the things that I think we don't focus on so much when we think about the nativity scenes and, and everything, Jesus came into this world in a very ordinary way. He lived most of his life on earth as a very ordinary person. And I think there was a reason behind that. You know, he he had a very meager lifestyle. I mean, we know we read a little bit about his birth and the, the first part, and then there's the incident in the temple when he was around 12. And then he lives the rest of his life, and we don't know squat about it. And then when he starts his ministry, he tells that the foxes have holes, and so, but the Son of Man doesn't have a place to lay his head. He lives such an ordinary, meager lifestyle to be the divine person that he was. And I think there's a reason why he did it. I think he wanted the ordinary people to identify with him. It is in that vein. It's not unusual for me uh, to talk to somebody that's terrified of being homeless. And I like to remind them that Jesus never had a home after leaving home with Mary and Joseph. He didn't have a place to lay his head, but he always was taken care of. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Harold. Thank you, everybody. I'd like to encourage you to, to look us up. You know, we're on all the social media stuff. There is a Masculine Journey Twitter. If you didn't know that, that's out there. There's Masculine Journey on Facebook. Just about every social media Masculine Journey's on. You can look us up there. And I'd like you to do something this week. I want you to take your favorite Christmas movie and make it 2020 style. For example, Christmas Vacation would be Christmas Staycation. And send it to us. Maybe we'll have some fun with it next week. This is the Truth Network.